is full of them. From low-budget crap fests to downright unwatchable. And only two men are willing to watch them all. So climb in and take your seat. This is Short Bus Cinema. Let's do it. Short Bus Cinema. I am Rick. I'm one of your hosts. And we are coming by to pick all you lunatics up and take you to a deserted, uncharted island. And along with me, the Mr. Ricardo Montalban to my tattoo, (laughs) it's Johnny Krug. What's up, buddy? What's up, dude? Excited, man, to talk about this movie today. (laughs) What a movie, man. And you know, you know how we how we do this around here. When it's when it's somebody else's movie, we kind of say, "Hey, if you don't like this, it's not our fault. <laughs> it's our guest's <laughs> fault." And that guest this time is a wonderful fellow man that we just met up with, new to, to Legion Podcast with his own show. Who will survive is the name of the show. It's the most excellent, super awesome, Mister Paul Stevenson. What is up, my brother? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, good. I'm uh, I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Good to have you, dude. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so I I do apologize in advance if uh, this movie was a little bit stupid. I I tried to go a little soft when I was talking to you guys, and I said, you know, let me let me kind of ease into it, and I'll pick something that maybe is like so bad it's good, and then if it's not bad enough, and you guys actually like it, then I'll bring back a real heavy hitter of a bad movie. So <laughs> so we'll see how this one goes, and if you guys want me back, I'll bring back something even worse next time. <laughs> Man, I I will. I don't want to show my hand early, but this movie is pretty intense. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. I don't think that you can really fail at bringing a movie to this show. (laughs) That's kind of the point. Absolutely. So even when it really sucks, it's still pretty good. (laughs) And the movie we are covering is from 1982, I believe, and it was called Raw Force, or if you prefer the second name like I do, Kung Fu Cannibals. (laughs) How, How can you beat that, man? That's a little false advertising there, though. There are really there are no kung fu cannibals. <laughs> You're right. No, yeah. no. There's really not even any kung fu. I don't think. I believe no. that they're. I believe they are karate masters, not kung fu masters. There's a lot of flailing for sure. But uh, you know, back in that time, it was all just uh, everything is martial arts. Is you know, kung fu, karate, like whatever. It's all that same stuff. You Absolutely. Know? This is just a so. cash grab, no doubt about it. When you watch this, yeah. so it's gonna be a lot of fun. I can only think of one thing that make this any better. That would be. You're gonna die! <laughs> that might help. Oh, man. Oh, wait a minute. What, what if it was this? Yeah! <laughs> Montorino! You're gonna die! <laughs> <laughs> Haven't brought that one out in a while. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen a movie that uh, 
you you you, you don't think it can get any stranger, but they keep throwing every element into it. Right. And uh, some sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Like I, you know, there are movies that, but this one, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about this. This, this movie is like <laughs> it's this movie is like being I don't know eight or nine years old, and you wake up and there's some porn on the TV. It just leaves you that wonderment of I really don't know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. That's the best way I, I can describe this movie. <laughs> that happened. I'm pretty sure I like most of them. But I don't know what most of them are. What we're going to do, folks, is we're going to take a little short break. And we'll be right back after this. Hey, Paul, what I was thinking is that we need to cut a promo. Yeah, I've been working on some ideas. It's just I don't really know where to go with it exactly. What if I got like a filter where we could just kind of talk normally and we can have kind of a script, but then yes. I can I can like filter it so that one of us will have one kind of voice and then one will have the other. I want to put my request. Make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that? Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to like write a skit, develop a whole thing, and we have a backstory? And but well, I don't know. That might be kind of too long. So well, like screeching cars and explosions and fireworks and yeah, and, yeah. Well, what about? I like it. Maybe instead of you know doing a filter, we could just like reach out to Robert England himself, and maybe Ooh. he can you know just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think? I, I mean, I, we might have to like raise some money. We can do a Kickstarter, and we could just throw it out to like Robert England and you know sure, just, sure. just all kinds of actors and and I think people will do that I think sure why not well you know I don't know maybe we're overthinking this whole thing how about if we just tell people where to find us I like that you can find us at who will survive on iTunes Stitcher on the Legion podcast network and on the raw live and unedited podcasting network also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name oh wait can we do it underwater oh, with piranhas killing me that would kind of be brutal and if that doesn't work then you can do the regular promo all right well just get in the water and i'll go get some fish all right cool And now for our feature presentation. And we're back with Raw Force, a.k.a. Kung Fu Cannibals from 1982. The synopsis for this movie is a group of martial arts students en route to the island where supposedly it's home to ghosts of martial artists who have somehow lost their honor, or their honor but the, the island's run by monks who are... <laughs> more, they're almost more uh, startling than the actual like uh, undead ninjas. <laughs> but um, this movie has everything. I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't want to say. I don't want to read all the synopsis because it gives away a lot of stuff that we're gonna have fun with. But this movie has a pretty decent cast. It has Cameron Mitchell, and he's someone who this is right before Cameron Mitchell started doing just tons of terrible stuff. Oh yeah, uh, he. He went. He went through a phase like in the you know sixties and seventies and early eighties where like he was doing some really cool stuff, and then he got to the point where it was just you know another paycheck kind of thing. Well, he was sure. he was on Electro Woman and Dyna Girl, man. He was the guy that kind of ran their 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 science lab or whatever it was. I mean, that's how I knew him. I grew up with him being on Electro Woman and Dyna Girl. I've never seen that. It, 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 
he reminds me a lot of of like John Carradine because John Carradine toward the end just they would just prop him up in a chair and he would just <laughs> say whatever they wanted him to repeat like a parrot. Sure, sure. But but there are there are a lot of people in this movie. Um, some of the people I'm going to mention um, is the lovely, uh, hot as hell Camille Keaton. Uh, in this movie, there's a there's a lot of Camille Keaton. There's a lot of a lot of women in this movie. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of a lot. But. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll leave it there. I mean, honestly, the director, he only directed one other thing right after this. It was a movie called Heated Vengeance, which I I think it has a lot of the same cast members and stuff in it, from what I can tell. Yeah, and what what was the uh, director's name? His name is Edward D. Murphy. Yeah, that's, I kept laughing. I'm like, Eddie this movie Murphy. is directed by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Kill my landlord. Kill my landlord. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. You motherfuckers better have all on Jade. It's <laughs> 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 <was> pretty good. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh man, <laughs> this movie had so many different, so many elements. I mean, like once they got into the Jade stuff, once they get they got there, I'm just like, oh my god, this is this yeah. is turning into like a whole whole new racket. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. man. Folks, hold on to your seat because we're gonna start diving into this Joker. We basically start off with a plane coming in from landing from the island. With a whole bunch of Asian chicks and Rico Suave on it. Uh, right. <laughs> they land the plane, they're greeted by some goofy-looking monks. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what's going on. These guys, I don't know, they look like rejects from maybe the Golden Child, speaking of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> they kind of look like they would hang out with that bunch, man. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then they just strip all the ladies down. They got a whole truckload or a plane load of women. They strip them all down in order uh, some dude... Comes out of the plane, looks like an Adolf Hitler kind of ripoff kind of guy. It was Just like, Hitler like Hitler with a comb over. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> also, right then too, that the monks have that ghoul of theirs hiding in the bushes. <laughs> yeah. 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 You talking about Samurai Wolf Cop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So what do you do with all these chicks? Well, you're going to strip them down naked and put them in a cage. That's just what you do. And then they put them all in there and they pull one back out because she's too skinny. Yeah, that's the first time anyone ever rejected a sex slave for being too skinny. Right. I did, and they were all about the same size, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They just had to pick one at random just for the, the gag, I guess, right? Yeah. And you kind of figure out just from this action right here that we're trading slaves for some jade, right? So that's the whole deal. Yeah. And they were they were doing it by the by the weight, too. Like, however many... The, the weight of the women equaled the weight of the jade because then when they kicked the one skinny chick off then they were like oh we got to take another basket of jade off yeah so yeah. brilliant that's also the way that i buy my sex slave is by the pound <laughs> sex slave by the pound i think there's a business for that for sure man <laughs> and then so the, she's trying to go back the skinny girl's like no i want to go back i want to go back and so they just basically punch her in the mouth <laughs> and when they walk away, the girls, you know, is being attacked by some slow motion laughing monks. I don't get all the slow motion stuff that's in this movie, but it's. I know. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the most useless slow motion stuff I've ever seen, but we'll get to that. And uh, yeah. then, then, like I said, she's attacked by a samurai cop, the samurai wolf cop. Uh, <laughs> I, it's. Not great, folks. Not great. Then we cut away to some guys riding in a cab. And it gives an explanation of where we're at. Apparently, there's this island, Warrior Island, that, uh, mm -hmm. like like Johnny was saying earlier, where, you know, you send these people that have been disgraced in martial arts and they're buried there. Here's the problem with this movie already. You get so many characters thrown at you, you don't catch names. 
Or I did. Not at all. No, no. no. I had to go back. <laughs> I had to go back and look it up, man. Because th- there's so many, so many white guys that look identical in this movie. Right. I'm like, yeah, I was yeah. like, well, there's jewelry, dude. There's you know, long socks, dude. That's <laughs> that's about all I got for them. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to get on this boat, which is supposed to take them on this kind of a cruise deal, and it's supposed to end up going close to this warrior island. Now, I love. The scene when they get to the boat, because it's a crappy rundown boat. It's owned by Mrs. Roper from, from Three's Company. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> But there's this dude when they get there, and they're all getting on the boat. I don't know if this guy's just trying out the microphone, but it's just some of the funniest stuff ever, man. So I got this guy. You can hear him in the background. It's like he's trying to learn his lines. All in the shore that's going All sure that's going. Well, it sure doesn't look like the brochure. Uh, Or else you get six months for drink. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I thought it'd be something like Love Boat. All All sure that's that's going ashore. (laughs) (laughs) He'll get it right eventually. So this is this is our setup, right? And it is. He even makes a reference before they get on the boat of it being. I was expecting something more like the Love Boat, and that's kind of what this whole opening scene is. Because if you remember Love Boat, which you probably don't, because I'm a lot older than you, but. you would have like 25 people on the boat, and again, names just fly over your head. You you just remember who's in love with who, that kind of crap. Same deal here. You can't tell one dude from the other. They're just all a bunch of white guys. You know they all look the same anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially with mustaches. I, I like when they get on the boat, right, and then they have the guys showing off their karate skills. They're sparring they're, on the yeah. cocktail deck. <laughs> yeah, they're just like fighting and like crashing into the window. And the one guy is wearing like a like a leather weightlifting belt. And I go, what purpose does wearing a weightlifting belt like serve when you're doing karate moves? It's it's completely just uh, just there for looks. I think keeps you from hurting yourself. I guess. <laughs> it's like they dug into the bag of exercise equipment and they're like, here you go, put this shit on. <laughs> we don't know what this is, but just wear it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do have another clip right before they get on the boat where Mrs. Roper's talking to the guys. It's pretty stellar. Right. Listen, yeah. I want you guys to meet my chef. He's pretty good at that kung fu stuff. Maybe you guys could get together and put on a little show or something. I hope he can cook as good as he can fight. He's got a big appetite. I bet you do, babe. Oh, feel that. Come on, guys. <laughs> I bet you do, babe. <laughs> oh, this woman. You just want to slap her. <laughs> I, I'm, Cameron, I'm pretty sure Cameron Mitchell wanted to slap her for oh, most yeah. of the scenes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. And why was the cook guy shirtless, but nobody else was? Well, I was like, that doesn't seem sanitary. <laughs> You've got your absolute Bruce Lee wannabe guy right here, man. I mean, mm-hmm. dresses the part, looks the part. Even when he's fighting, he's doing the same stances. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's cool, because as a kid, that's what I wanted to be. But, you know, when you look back at it now, he's like, yeah, dude, maybe some originality. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they had to have at least one uh, one Asian martial artist for authenticity, because the whole rest of the movie, it's all just, uh, besides the monks and the, and the uh, people on the island, it's all just white guys doing martial arts in Asia. Which doesn't of course, make sense. Of course, it's the, uh, the, also the one martial artist that's uh, Asian that actually wants to start a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, yeah, just shoehorn that in there too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Man. He's, got, that's, he's got a backstory. He's deep. Well, I knew they were going to come back to that eventually because that was just so thrown in there by Cameron Mitchell. Yeah. He's like, "You still want to open a Chinese restaurant, right?" I was like, "Well, you're, she'll never pay you enough to do that." 
Yeah. She's cheap. Yeah. He's yeah. great, man. He's saying it so loud. It's like she's right next to him pretty much. I know. <laughs> he doesn't care. He don't care one bit, man. So you got, uh, while they're fighting and they're doing this exhibition and they break out one of the glass, one of the windows there, and Cameron Mitchell kind of <laughs> gets onto him about that, hey, you're breaking my stuff. And all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> but then you got Mike Spitz that walks over there and he sits by Ginger Lynn. And uh, her husband walks up as a Magnum P.I. wannabe. And uh, again, this is the only way I can describe these folks. I mean, you know, you got the dude in the swimming shorts. Yeah. <laughs> That that husband that husband Lloyd of hers, man, like <laughs> Lloyd is great. It, it's, it's 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 pretty bad that they can make him more despicable than any of the villains. I know. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, the, you just hate him more and more. Yeah. Throughout the entire movie, you're like he he, he never he, he never gets what's coming to him fast enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know why I was looking looking him up because I recognized his voice, but he uh, he's he'd only done like three movies in his career, and his first one was Plan Nine from Outer Space. He's like one of the cops. No way. Yeah, because I recognize his voice. I'm like, I had to look him up. I'm like, that dude's voice is so familiar to me. Wow. <laughs> sure enough, he worked like once every decade. <laughs> <laughs> well, he struck gold here. <laughs> right. <laughs> that wife, I mean, yeah. And this, I mean, I'm seriously, this girl looks a lot like 80s Ginger Lynn, too, man. I was like, all right. Oh, she, yeah, she's smoking. We got it going on here. Max yeah. Spitz knows what he's doing. And while he's talking to her, then you got Mr. Longsocks that's going to try to show some ladies some self-defense, so he picks the wrong one, and it's Cookie. That's all we know. That's right. Her name's Cookie, and she's on <laughs> yeah. the L. I love the name. <laughs> yeah. I know. She's from the police force, so, uh, you know, she already knows what she's doing, and she kind of puts the guy in his place and makes him feel like an idiot. Well, she's a black belt, too. I mean, what are the odds of having that many black belts on a boat? On one boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, Her moves don't look nearly as good as theirs do, though. No, but there there are some scenes toward the end of the movie where I was cracking up at her fighting like two, two dudes at once. Right. I'm like, this is great, man. These guys would hand her her ass. <laughs> I know. Yeah, her moves are not very tight. Oh. <laughs> and then we get the whole scene where the cook finds out that the ship is going to Warriors Island. And he's not too happy about it, and uh, so he <laughs> he kind of tells her it's a bad thing. But I really don't understand what he's saying here. No one is permitted to go there except martial arts outcasts. I got a little of that. Even they're allowed to go there. We need to die. That's right, the pot is filled with kung fu. I'm sorry, Chin. It's one of the places our passengers paid. Sing food <laughs> in the island will involve wrath of Buddha. Will you do me a favor? Don't be so damn superstitious. Oh, and check out our stores of olives and pretzels. You know what? Am, I, am I missing something here? I mean, he said the wrath of Buddha. <laughs> I, I've never heard. Of, I've never heard about the wrath of Buddha. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, he's not a wrathful god. I don't think. <laughs> no, but, I, I know, but you know those monks, though. I mean, they could make you think otherwise. And of course, this is 1982, so of course his name is Chin. You know. Yeah, <laughs> Go Chin. So he's just like Goat Chin, and that's a cool name. <laughs> so this is once they once they get to uh they stop at another island first right like in the south yeah. china sea or whatever do they yeah, even say yeah. what island it is i don't think they do they just stop no i don't think they do <laughs> yeah they were just all of a sudden at a place and i was like what right they make some pretty broad generalizations they're like yeah we're in the south chinese sea <laughs> like yeah. okay that could be anywhere look because yeah didn't they just cut right to like a, a pit fighting arena where guys were just they fighting did, yeah. in, in like a bigger well, arena. Half the people, 
like half the people went to this like kickboxing match and the other half went shopping for the day. Well, pit yeah. fighting would be a stretch, I think, because it looks like they're just it looks like they're just in front of some gates at an amusement park. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was looking, it's like I think that sign <laughs> in the back says kitty ride and cat and knees back there. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like armpit fighting. <laughs> armpit fighting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but after you do that, I mean, then you get the scenes where they actually go shopping. And this is where Lloyd says, I need to go back to the to the boat, right? And, but uh, he don't want to go to the boat. So he grabs uh, he grabs Mike Spitz, and they end up going to, what was the place called? You remember? It's a cat house. It's a cat house, but I don't know the name. House of a <laughs> Thousand Pleasures remember. or something like that. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Basically, the prequel to House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, from the looks of it, it pretty much was, man. This place is rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get hepatitis just white, just lean up against the wall. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't think there'd be women that beautiful at a place that looked so run down and dilapidated. Yeah. Oh. It's not even on the first floor. It's only on the second floor of the place. What the hell business is on the first floor? <laughs> uh, I like. I like before before they do this though. Like I guess. Um, one of the one of the women's get the older woman uh, from uh, you say Three's Company. Yeah, Three's Company, Mrs. Roper. Yeah, Mrs. Roper. <laughs> she uh, she tells her tells the other girl that she's with Lloyd's wife. I think her name's Anna or something. Sure. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Just <laughs> other blonde like woman. Yeah, but she tells her she's gonna take her to uh, basically the the Kmart of Jade. <laughs> yeah, Which, yeah, yeah. I like that line the Kmart of Jade. Oh, and, and it turns out. That this Jade store is run by none other than our Aldolf Hitler guy that we saw early yep. on that was talking to the, the goofy monks and all that stuff. So Now it's all starting to make sense. Yeah, it's just like Cannonball Run. It's all <laughs> going to make sense in the end, right? <laughs> this movie is a lot like Cannonball Run, actually, except with a whole bunch of boobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. High point of this movie, there's this a, movie lot does of, not hold back. a lot of nudity, man. Almost as much as Party Animal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all this movie was missing was uh why can't I think of his pa- name, dude? Pond- Pondo Sinatra. Yeah, Pondo Sinatra. <laughs> hey, you wanna get naked? <laughs> you wanna do some kung fu? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So so while they're shopping, like we said, we got Lloyd and Mike Spitz back at the House of a Thousand Pleasures, and you get Magnum Pi in here, and he's doing a little nipple playing. I'm mm-hmm. not kidding at all. <laughs> and dude is sitting at the bar while, while Hitler comes in, and they're planning to, like, I don't even know why they're coming there. Does anybody know why, why Hitler oh, they were, they're there? They're in a raid. Yeah, they're going to, to the island. They were going to kidnap a bunch more women to, okay. to trade for more jade. So All right. Because I totally they missed truck. that. They were going to pile them all in the back of the big like service van thing that the guy was driving. I love how interchangeable the, the, the sign on the sides. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just pull out the board and flip it over. All of a sudden, they're the police. Right. That's pretty slick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the Hitler dude goes in, and he hears the guy sitting at the bar. This is the weird thing about it. This must be this big lost island, uncharted. You're not supposed to go there. Why is there flyers for it? <laughs> yeah, this is a... <laughs> There's a trifold pamphlet of that shit. Right. Well, don't I mean, they say that they say it at the end of the movie? The monks say that you know you can't come here unless you're invited. I'm like, they're inviting everybody. Right. Yeah. Come on, the boat. We're brother. going to Warriors <laughs> Island. Through the, the suburbsher. Yeah. Oh, it was man. probably just Mrs. Roper made it out of stock photos. It was probably just a fake thing she made for her. It's very her promotion. Yeah. Yeah. She was cheap. We know that. Mm-hmm. So, which which you see throughout this movie. 
<laughs> yeah. So the Hitler dudes come in there and they're starting to raid this place. They're dressed up like cops, and all of a sudden you got Lloyd and all the guys. They're jumping out windows and some naked chicks trying to get out, and it's almost kind of Keystone Cop looking for a bit there because there's this one chick trying to get out and he keeps grabbing her and bringing her back down. And I think it's supposed to be funny, but it's really not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, before the girl, he keeps pushing down. Yeah. Oh right. right. At the window. <laughs> yeah. She was like going to escape, and he's like, "No, you're staying." Then it cuts to the weirdest thing I think in the whole movie because it looks like a Shoney's restaurant, but it's with strippers on tables. Yes. I will. I will give the strippers this though. They. Uh, well, by the way, Shoney's with stripper sounds awesome. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you no, know, the uh, those strippers do not stop for anything. Exactly. <laughs> No. They are making their money, man. They're hustling. Yeah, I mean, it turns into this huge ballroom just blowout. The people are just yeah. killing each other. They're just dancing away, man. They never miss a lick. They've, they've seen this stuff before. <laughs> they even cut back to her after, and she's still going after the fight, and everyone's walking out. She's still going. Uh, you know what I, I found really funny about this, too? is like it, the, the villains in this are so stupid because... Oh, gosh. I don't understand the plan of them going in there and just kidnapping the captain. <laughs> but right. it's, you, someone else can probably man that boat. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, we have to keep them away from the island, so we're just going to kidnap the one guy that will be able to drive it. But yeah. there's like a hundred other people on they're the boat. On, they're so. on an island, right? <laughs> yeah. They're on an island, and they're like, nobody will know how to drive a boat here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's straight up some kung fu fighting here, man. It's like... <laughs> A lot of lot of people getting their hands their ass beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Including a guy wearing overalls with no shirt underneath, which is never a good look. <laughs> you gotta have it though. I mean that's that's yeah. a early eighties man. You gotta have it. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot of those characters in this movie too that we'll we'll point out, I'm yeah. sure. Does anybody die does anybody die in this this Shonies? I don't think so. No, I, I don't know. Eh, because I'm trying to keep track of all the fights and all the situations of the movie. I'm trying to think when like actual death starts coming into it. Because yeah. it's it's pretty soon. Yeah, I don't think that uh, that anyone died necessarily in that one. Or I mean, no. maybe you know some background characters. Because after this, then they have like a giant party on the boat. So yeah. dude, well, before that, they, had to, with, so the they end, picked up some more people on the on the way. I think the end of that scene, man, where where. The, that guy runs and he jumps on that car and kicks through that dude's driver's side window. <laughs> yeah. I, that was awesome, dude. That was like one of the coolest things in this movie. And then it's followed up by this line. You know, I thought he was a fag till I fell his knife. Can <laughs> <laughs> I gotta deal with this after? Well, one thing's for certain. What's that? It wasn't my body. <laughs> so the captain the captain went to the bathroom and the guy pulled out a switchblade on him and that's the response you get out of it. After this yeah, huge battle old, where there's... Good old uh, 80s homophobia charm there. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm lost. Where are we at? Well, this, we're at the cruise party that he was talking about. Oh, yeah. my gosh. This party is insane. Yeah, then it, it just erupts into this huge party that they had. All of a sudden, even more people that we hadn't seen before. And it was still all white people. I'm like, where did they get all of these white people from in Asia? And <laughs> apparently, it's Mr. Bean's birthday, because he's the guy that they kind of point out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, He's like the, the third grade teacher. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, and he was such a nerd, too. He was like, oh, my. Not drugs and alcohol. None of that matters at all. Because of one guy, the freaking bartender. 
Oh my god. His his hair and facial hair, dude, was in, he looked like oh, yeah. he looked like he could be in a current death metal band. Uh, I said he looked like a reject from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's breaking blocks of ice with his face. Yeah, I know. I don't know what that was about. He had cookies, wanting some more drink, and he said, "Do you want some ice?" He busted with his head. But what's funny is when you look on the ground, it's like you could tell they took an ice tray and just <laughs> put some cubes on the ground. That's what he picks up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm glad you mentioned him because I totally forgot about him. So you just said it. Oh, uh, man. To me, he steals the show because he hits on several of the ladies there. Well, we also met the, the male stripper guy, too. Oh, God. <laughs> Joe Spinell? <laughs> you yeah. pretty much. It was like the ugliest male stripper I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm a male stripper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my. I do. I did like, because uh, I think it's when they introduce... Uh, which character is it when they're, they're they're talking about fetishes and that the teacher's so the Mr. Bean guy is just so yeah. he's just so taken aback by their like their their language and stuff. Yeah, he was definitely the nerd at the party. Yeah, he was like the buzzkill. This is where we get a lot of women. We get Jewel Shepard here from uh, Return of the Living Dead. She's <laughs> yeah. uh she's the she's billed as like drunk party girl. <laughs> All right, um, and there's a lot of those. Oh yeah, and I think I want to say the stripper guy is the guy who takes her shirt off just from behind. Yep, that's I'm, right. I'm yeah, he's sure. like, hey, let me help you with your top there, and he just kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I love the reaction though from uh, Mrs. Roper. <laughs> <laughs> she screams like she's never seen a titty before. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, the party was bonkers. Yeah. And there's so many people right here. You're just you have you're just lost. You're just lost. There's people in the bathroom yeah, yeah. getting it on. There's, I mean, it's like, am I supposed to know who all these people are? Because I don't. <laughs> well, no, because well, this, this is where they brought in Camille Keaton. She was the girl in the bathroom that ended up going back to the room with the other dude. Right. And, like, she was brand new in this movie. She hadn't been in there before this, this scene either. Yeah, and there was, like, the really attractive guy that the girl went to hit on, and then he started telling her about Jesus or whatever, and she was like, oh, what the heck? Like, okay. There was just a whole bunch of guys introduced. I've got that right here. Tell me about the centerfold. <laughs> the centerfold. Well, it's really not for positive, sure yet. Well, we still have. Why are you doing it? For the money? Well, gee, like I said, I don't even know if I. For the publicity? Well, sure. I guess you could say that I. You're not doing it for the publicity. I know why you're doing it. Why am I doing it? For the devil. Devil. The devil? Yeah. <laughs> Look around this place. It's the devil's den. With a cowbell. <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> the devil's no joke. It's the devil's cowbell. This guy should have made it with him to the island so he could actually see what the devil's den really was like. <laughs> yeah, right. Because there's several people, like, you know, they added all these people to the scene on the at the boat party. But later when they have to flee the boat to the life raft, they're almost all gone. The characters <laughs> Yeah, man, that's one thing that just blew my mind about this. Because right now, just like I said earlier, this whole setup right here is just like freaking Cannonball Run, man. You get introduced to about 70 characters at once. You don't right. know who's who. It's just everybody's going and doing this thing here. It just happens to be a party. But, man, it's just it's so much like one of those movies, except just a whole lot of nudity. And now sure, you get sure. the bartender's hitting on Mrs. Roper, Cookie's buddy that gets hit with the birthday cake. And it just cuts straight to a shower scene. Not that I'm complaining. No, nope, I'm just nope. saying that's the way this film rolls. <laughs> no. Nope. Well, well somebody, to, uh, 
to that reference our uh, our buddy uh, Court Psyops, I've probably said thank you movie about a hundred times in this <laughs> in this uh, whole viewing here. So I was reading one of the reviews of this, and someone had made a comment about how that was a, an obvious body double. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Did not care. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Tastes like chicken. Must be chicken. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> This is right before they get sabotaged on the boat. This is a pretty. Yes. This is where the movie gets really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, besides you know them trafficking women and, and all that. Um, no, I uh, I wrote down that uh, it was at 38 minutes in it started to get violent, and I had actually forgot that I was watching a horror movie until then, <laughs> because everything was just so much fun and like joking around and naked women and just like bar fights, and then all of a sudden, the fight the uh, the whole sabotage thing breaks out, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot this this shit is real. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's actually a horror movie. But they're just like these guys are like running in there with like Nazi helmets on and pouring gasoline on top of people in bed. And, and I know one guy's got a sword. The mafia wife, you know, that's telling the story to the the school teacher about how there's possibly a warrant out for arrest for murder and all this stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And I mean, she's you know, there you go, laying on the bed. Dude's got the Nazi hat. He's smacking her on the rear. She doesn't really that, seem to mind. That is what's the, that's that's Camille. Keaton. That's Camille. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She she looks. Amazing in this movie. Yep, I have to agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a whole. Crazy <laughs> Let's just ponder on that for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all just got real quiet. Was like, oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all remembering that image. I think at the same time. Uh, yeah, it got crazy, and that's they just jumped in and started cutting people and stabbing people, and like it, it just went completely bonkers right away. Yeah, the, 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 like the the second guy, second guy in charge on the on the boat goes to do like a mayday call, <laughs> and he gets axed right in the back. Right, right. It's just hacked right in the back, man. Yeah, and some of the uh, goons that jumped on to sabotage the love boat were wearing some pretty interesting outfits. Um, oh. I wrote down. Besides the guy wearing the Nazi helmet, who looked like he was also Hispanic, which I, yep. I didn't he did. understand. Yeah, that. he looked Hispanic. And then there was a guy in a crop top vest with no shirt underneath. <laughs> and there was a guy wearing like a construction, like road work helmet. Right, right. And just a, a cropped like tank top shirt. You know what this is, man. This is village people. They are the, the yeah. village people attack this boat. I think so. Except instead of the Native American, they had uh, a Nazi Mexican. Mexican, yeah. Yeah, this is the village. They're like the village people of hate crimes. Yeah, yeah it's like the new version. <laughs> but they, uh, there's that one, one guy on the boat too. The one of the main, he's like real skinny, and he was running around with the gasoline. He had like his face painted up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was probably the most menacing of all of them. I don't know, man. The but, dude yeah. with the yellow and black pants. <laughs> you know, if you're going to try to be, you know, unnoticed, yellow and black pants that. You know, probably not the best choice. <laughs> no, no. I do Unless like that gonna... Chin, Chin gets to actually like uh, oh, yeah, fight a yeah. lot here. Yeah, he yeah. was really throwing down. There in the bar scene, too, they really showed. It was pretty much a good thing that he was a kung fu expert and the cook on the boat because they really needed his help. Sure. task. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she did like to save money, so she got kind of security and a cook in one deal, so. Well, yeah. security, I mean, she had Cameron Mitchell on the boat, so... <laughs> That's true. That's true. You got the one fight scene where it's, you know, where Camille is in there and, and where the dude comes in with the beanie and he's fighting the Nazi Mexican. And it's almost yeah. like the fight scene in Raising Arizona because they even go in the bathroom and he flushes his head and... <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I put, if you were trying to drown someone in the toilet, why would you flush it? Flush that would it. take the water out of the bowl. <laughs> yeah. <That's> you don't... <laughs> that would have the opposite effect of trying to drown him. Yeah, 
You know, I think honestly, the first two deaths on this boat, I think are, um, I think it's the the girl that, um, what's his name, Lloyd, is cheating on his wife with. Yeah, she gets shot. She, in the gets, back. she gets shot with an arrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crossbow, yeah. And of course, he just he decides to grab a bottle of gin and just like chug it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good move. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> then our bad guys just grab a random girl. I guess she's random. I don't know who it is. They really grabbed and they take off with her. They grabbed. It, I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? Um, um, Candy? it was like it was the cops. The cop. The the lady cop's cousin, right? uh, cousin or sister or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All so right. I can't remember her name, but she was one of the. She was like one of the love interests at the beginning of the movie. Sure. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't note it right away, but then they made it more apparent later through some other expositional dialogue that it was her cousin that was missing. So. I didn't know at first. So. <laughs> but this part is probably what I love more than anything else because not only are the bad guys leaving, they they throw the chick over the, over the edge of the boat and they're putting her in their little getaway boat or whatever. But they set the ship on fire. Now, <laughs> and you get some okay-looking fire. You get some not-so-okay-looking fire going on. But the fact mm-hmm. that this group of characters that we've been following, these five or six, seven, eight, whatever it is, they get this big inner tube raft. They jump in it and screw everybody else. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I don't know if everybody else dies or what, but you got a boat full of people and they're gone. <laughs> after that dude, after that dude drowned that dude in the empty toilet, he left. I guess he left Camille Keaton tied to the bed. Left, yeah, let yeah. her burn, let her burn alive. Absolutely, yeah. they never come back to her. I know, right? The owner of the ship, she's only worried about the ship. She ain't worried about everybody that died on there, and she's going to get sued and be in jail the rest of her life. Well, it's not even her ship, right? I thought it was the captain's ship. Did he say something about owning it at one point? Well, they both say it's theirs, so who knows? That's, right. that's for the sequel. <laughs> oh, yes. man, it's gonna it's to be continued. Yeah, so. I know. I couldn't believe True. that. And on the way out, she was grabbing this huge, like this bag full of money. She got all this money in the closet of the boat oh, for yeah. some reason, and she's like, "I gotta, I gotta, you know, save some of my money." And she has a whole bag full of money. And then he grabs her, like, "We gotta go." And then she's like, "No, I need more money." And she dumps all the money out. I'm like, "Why didn't you just at least take the money that you had?" Right. <laughs> she had a whole bag full of money and then dumped it, trying to grab more money. I don't know. <laughs> seemed very careless of her for being a cheap person. I think she would have been more, uh, more, more sure-handed with that cash. I'm going to tell you right now, for, for all the nudity in this movie, this third act we're coming into, there are a lot of times I thought that she was going to lose that top, and I was yeah. not having it. Yeah, yeah right. Like, Please hold it, because she, she kept holding it up, and there was there was there were like at least two times where I was like, it's coming off. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, nobody wants to see that. No! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like they get rid of Camille Keaton, but then, then they introduce, you know, Mrs. Roper's boobs halfway through the movie. I think that she's the only one that didn't show them, so... Rip, yeah, I think you're right. I guess we should also say thank you, movie, for that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where I think the producers or the directors or the writers even kind of look back and said, you know what? There's some things we still need to explain here that nobody understands, <laughs> right? About uh, the girls being trafficked. Well, there's that, but yeah, we got yeah we got to des- describe that you know the the we got some dialogue about horny monks or hungry monks, whichever you want to call it. So that kind of rolls like this. So much. Why don't they go directly to a whorehouse and buy it themselves? Oh. <laughs> They're not buying the girls for sex. Then why are they buying them? For food. Are you serious? They claim that female flesh gives them the power to raise the dead. Come on, let's go. <laughs> raise something, anyways. Hey, yeah, you right. know what? 
I feel like I gave this movie way too much credit toward that part because <laughs> that that main henchman of his, the one with the obviously bad long hair extension or whatever that is. Yeah. Rico Suave. <laughs> Rico Suave. He, uh, the way he acts there, the way he acts in another scene later on, you, I almost thought he was going to like turn on the Hitler guy, but no, he's with him till the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the way. Like, he seems so concerned about the girls, and I'm like, oh, well, they're going to give him a, like a, a story arc where he changes and he has a heart of gold? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, 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 this movie didn't have that in it. <laughs> well, because of the very next scene. That's why, because, you know, Hitler's telling the dude that, you know, hey, because you've done so well, I'm going to increase your profits to 15%. But then they fly over the ocean, and they see the raft, and they see that it's the people from <laughs> from the ship. And he instantly just yeah. goes ape crap crazy on the guy <laughs> about him messing up yeah. and not killing everybody. Right, so I'm right. guessing he's not getting at 15%. So, no, probably not. Yeah, it just kind of goes back and forth. But just the fact of... There's all these near misses in this movie. You know, you shouldn't take this long... I know the goal is to get these people to the island, but there's no reason these people would make it to the island. Period. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And they were, when they were on that lifeboat too, and just kind of floating along, and they were like, I don't know, it was taken on water, and they were bailing it out. And they had like the worst fake fog oh, when yeah. they were supposedly Terrible. floating. Hello! Like, Can anybody hear us? And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> wipe that crap off that, off that lens, man, because that looks terrible. Uh, I, did, I did like that, though, because uh, Cameron Mitchell. He did like twice in this movie, and then um, Mike did it later, where they, they give you just these random facts. Like he starts telling them, the only person that hears you are the sharks. <laughs> yeah. He's like, these, these waters, waters are, are filled with sharks. <laughs> All right. And then something later about that too, and then obviously they insert later uh, the uh, which to me is one of the greatest things in this movie. They insert the foreshadowing of piranhas. <laughs> right. Exactly. These waters are yeah. full of piranha. <laughs> I know. They're like the fastest piranha ever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but they, uh, like you said, they get the fake fog coming on them, and they, they're floating to an island where they find a dead body floating in the water of a lady. Yeah, guess what? They made it to Warrior Island. Of course. Yeah. Didn't see that coming at all. I mean, they were on the way there, so maybe they were pretty close. Yeah. I mean, it's just the luck of the draw that they jumped on a, a raft in the middle of the night and floated straight to the island that they were kind of heading to. Exactly. Just luck. I, <laughs> I love once they get to the island. The, like the, the, uh, cause, because the people are pretty much waiting for them there. Right. With rocket launchers and machine guns. <laughs> and they're in the cemetery. They're like this, this holy this like holy bunk cemetery. <laughs> And they're like yeah. having a this massive firefight. They're blowing palm trees in half and stuff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like that the Hitler guy, the like the, the feeble like old man that the Hitler dude's the one with the rocket launcher too. Right. I know. And one dude just has a sword. Yeah. Yeah. He just stands up and goes. Whoa! <laughs> it's like well, this guy's feeling it. <laughs> He's, he did that one dude, the cop, the cop girl uh, Candy. She like takes that one dude out with like his own gun, strangles oh, them. Yeah. And I love the fact of you go through all this too, where Cameron Mitchell's got his his, his revolver, and he remember when the plane's flying over, and he's trying to get his attention, so he just unloads the gun. Well, then you see this scene yeah. here where he needs more bullets, and Mrs. Roper's got him down in her shirt again. We're thinking, oh no, we're gonna lose her top. <laughs> but she pulls out right. the bullets, gives it, and he reloads the gun, and again, just endless bullets. But once he gets his hand on one of the machine guns that somebody hands him, it shoots like three or four shots, and then it's empty, and he throws it on the ground. I'm like, come on. 
I always love that these movies, man, when they're like they're they're out of ammo, so they just toss the weapon. <laughs> I know. Uh, features. Yeah. I've only had my handgun again because it never runs out of bullets. Was it? Uh, didn't he say that he once once they're getting the boob bullets out? Doesn't he say something about he saw it like in a Clint Eastwood movie or something? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. but he never goes into depth about what he saw. What loading a gun? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. I'm pretty sure that's in a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe it was uh, hiding bullets in your inside the the breast part of your shirt. Well, sure. <laughs> I do have it wrote here where it says, shooting at five people who are stranded on an island who apparently are some kind of huge threat. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> There's no. those five people we were trying, for get, trying to get here. We got to stop them. Let's go ahead and kill them. Well, they're already there now. What what damage is it going to do? Who are they going to tell your think? secret? <laughs> well, you think that the, uh, the monks, the, I mean, if they have all these, like, sacred beliefs and stuff and they're trying to, like, summon these, like, these warriors who've been, you know, disgraced or whatever, you would think that they would really not take too kindly to them destroying their cemetery and <laughs> Right. Like I know. they show up afterwards and they're like more angry about the people being on the island without them get, having permission. Yeah. yeah. Except for that one guy that's got that fucking creepy smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, 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 like keep the, showing the us close one. up of his face, yeah. <laughs> Supposedly I was reading up on him because I recognized him. Apparently okay. he was like a huge I guess he's he's been in like hundreds of movies, but he's known for being like this uh I think the country is Thailand, but he's like this. Um, he's he's like a huge uh, exploitation villain from a lot of those movies. It makes perfect sense. Oh yeah, he's very menacing. But yeah, the fact that now they're talking to the monks and the monks are saying, "Yeah, we can we can get you out of here. We've got a boat, but uh, you have to earn it." And how do you right. earn the ability to take the boat? You have to fight in combat. Well. <laughs> Of course, that's because right. that's what you do. When I when I have to go buy a new car, I have to go down to the car lot and beat the crap out of the guy to make him <laughs> understand that I'm worthy of having a new car. That would be that's awesome. Right. <laughs> you have to, you have to you, beat you up whatever battle. the toughest guy there is. Yeah, <laughs> Like you go into Best Buy and you have to do battle before they'll even show you to what, you, what you're looking for. You want that right. 4K TV? You got to fight Mongo. <laughs> right. <laughs> All the oh, other retail stores are just hiring like big, like mixed martial arts fighters and shit now. <laughs> I, I like employees. That. They're like, "Fuck you! You're not getting anything from us. You got to beat our champ." I, I liked how like none of the the main guys in this movie who were you know, well, most of them were students, right? One guy was like Mike was the teacher, right? But none of them were really imposing or anything. No, no, no. not at all. They, they had some good moves. Yeah, and that's the thing is they they got to show that they're worthy. They've got to have these abilities to fight the undead martial art samurais, ninjas. I mean, you get a mix of everything yeah. here. Uh, Ricky, they're kung fu cannibals. Right. Well, when they, <laughs> no, when they're they not. To the, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're not. <laughs> yeah, right. When they agree to the terms of fighting the champ, they don't realize that they're agreeing to fight the undead champs. Yeah, it seems just, a little stacked against them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just like, sure, we'll t- we'll take on your champs. We're pretty tough, you know. We got Chin here. We got Cameron Mitchell. We could probably do this. <laughs> yeah. I like Cameron Mitchell. <laughs> like you even involve him. Yeah. We got the we got the old lady with the boobs that might show and right. scare people. But <laughs> then we got like, Lloyd. Oh, no, we you... still have we still have Lloyd too. <laughs> yeah, but they said no. You got to fight the undead champs. And they're like, damn it! What did I agree to? I, I like their I like their feast too. They they give them that like that feast of nothing but it looked like fruit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was a lot of yeah. fruit. And that guy's bragging on with this is just a full flat out 
jungle meal right here, island feast right here. And I'm like, dude, it's just some bananas and pineapple. <laughs> I know, right? Jungle feast. <laughs> what? Well, that's because the monks are hogging all the good barbecue. Well, yeah. Which, uh, which I kind of wondered. I wanted to go back and watch and see if they were eating any meat there at the meal because I thought this may be a Texas chainsaw kind of thing where they're serving people to them. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they were though. I think because I, I think Chin Chin makes a comment about that. Is this like this is when's the main course kind of thing? And she says this is the main course. Yeah. Oh, dude, man, I, I've got this <laughs> the scene though where the monk is like doing the chant to raise the dead. Oh my gosh, man! Are you talking about funny? <laughs> this thing is great. Make sure I get the right one here. Take gladiators of death, rise from your graves and lock weapons in battle with the evil enemy that has invaded our island. Rise and come forward from your sacred graves. Graves. Show us bloodshed like it used to be. Put on a show we will never forget. Slice the metals of intruders into little pieces. Rise and come forward from your sacred graves so that you can prove you are not the cowards and losers and bullies that you are. He's like insulting him. That's the best, man. So you can prove that you weren't the snotty-nosed nerd kid from yeah. back in high school who hated everybody and loved the cure. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like, what? Is this, the scene, is this the scene when the guy's brushing the girl off with the feather duster made of kelp? Yeah, yeah. And I, put that, I, said, I don't know if this is part of the ceremony, but we got the girl that got kidnapped earlier. The monks have her laid down, stripped pretty much, pretty much naked. She's not naked. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, some dudes, I said, either washing her or painting her. I don't know. Uh, turns out, I think he's just—he's basting her. This is my my pet peeve, and this may come up later on when we talk about parts of the movie. But there's ones that you should see naked, that you don't, and there's some that are that you see naked that you shouldn't. I think that's where that kind of mixed up a little bit on this movie. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, why right, is she right. not naked? <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, she's the one that's going to be uh, eaten. I think those clothes are in the way. You took the other girls you weren't even basting yet and put her in a put them in a cage and you got them all naked out there. This one, yeah. no, you're not going to do that. <laughs> Wasn't it ironic that their sacred chant to uh, raise the dead was also in English as well? I know, right? <laughs> but on this island of uh, of Buddhist monks. Absolutely. W- would it be like in, in Tibetan or something? Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't even think about that, but that makes perfect sense. To, yeah, why are they speaking in English to the to the the lost and, people? And he goes on. It comes back to another scene where he's saying some more stuff, but it's just ridiculous. And you will have the power to kick, and to punch, and to poke people's eyes out with your hands with the kung fu stuff. He's like, he's like a rap with a rapper. It's so terrible, man. Yeah. <laughs> and the dude's oh, like, I don't know what he's eating, but he's got like maybe blood coming down his face, and he's just all jacked up, man. It's just hilarious. If you if you mm-hmm. if you're gonna check this movie out for any reason, go check this dude out because it's just stupid. And this is what they actually they raised from the the graves, and there's a lot of them, man. There's like what like thirty of them. Yeah, and this is where we finally actually get some cannibalism in the movie for the first time, besides just in mentioning. Yeah, was uh, about an hour into the movie, and it wasn't really that the um, the undead weren't even the cannibals; it was the the monks were the cannibals, right? right? The, yeah. the living were eating people to give them the power to raise the dead. Because they need them to fight kung fu instead of learning kung fu themselves. 
I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're monks. Seems a little misguided. Yeah. They're monks. They can't do that. They have to be peaceful. But you know, they have to eat people in order to make that happen. It's, it's you know, it's all in the story, there, folks. <laughs> It all makes That's sense right. in the end. You know what's not you know what's not peaceful is whenever they're walking in slow motion, grinning like a joker. <laughs> <laughs> they're not really giving off that vibe of peace. Yeah. No, no. I kind of laid into that earlier, but this has got the worst use of of slow motion I think I've ever seen because it's always about things. It's not during yeah. the fights when you get some kind of cool kick or something. No, it's when you turn over no. a table full of fruit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was every time that the zombie, ghoul, ghost things or whatever were just just like moving around. Walking, or whatever, yeah. It would go into this terrible slow motion. I was like, why does it keep doing that? Is it trying to make it take attention away from how bad they look? But when they fight, they just fight in normal speed, and and and, and yeah. they, you know, when they like, if you punch one of these guys in the head, they go, oh my head. And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> you're an undead samurai. You shouldn't be like that. Hurts. <laughs> that yeah. should not be in the equation. Yeah, their fighting skills were terrible. The isolated <laughs> sounds of them fighting it would be hilarious. Just the the, the noises, especially uh, whenever Cookie's fighting. <laughs> like it's just a yeah. lot of yelp, yelping, like a Yorkie or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, they should not have been able to handle that many undead uh, no. s- samurais or whatever they were. For like six guys that were karate masters. You will rise from your grave and you will be mediocre at your skills. <laughs> <laughs> well, that does say a lot about why they were disgraced to, to that true. island. If Even when they come back and they're like pretty much the undead, like supernatural beings, they're still taken down by a bunch of women. <laughs> yeah. And Cameron Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Not good. But this is this is also during this whole showdown. This is finally where Lloyd gets hacked in the back with something. I don't know what he gets hacked in the back yeah. with, but the samurai sword, yeah. I do believe. You you were just waiting for this the entire movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Couldn't die soon enough. Oh, Lloyd. <laughs> well, he doesn't either. He doesn't at first. They like one of the guys is carrying him across the island and then yeah. finally he just gives up. <laughs> And they almost celebrate when he dies. It's like, yay! Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, his wife's not unhappy at all. I mean, you know, right. at the end of this, she's all chippery and and you know, happy, right. happy go lucky. And uh, yeah, I don't she think gets she gets to leave with Mike. Oh, you actually got a name. All right. Oh yeah, Mike Spitz. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that was her. Uh, that was her guy. So yeah, I got it wrote down here. It says. For these guys have been dead over a hundred years or however long, they haven't lost any skills and are very limber. But I don't see what the big deal is because they're not great fighters, these dead guys. <laughs> I mean, they're getting their butts handed to them by people that have been practicing for, I don't know, four or five years just just based on, well, they got their black belts. I guess they got to have, you know, a few years in there, I guess. You know, yeah. now that you say it, I I honestly think that uh, the uh, the Jade Gang that was you know transporting the women that might have been better fighters than the undead samurai or undead guys. At least they burnt a boat yeah. up. I mean, you know, they, they actually well, no, killed they, some people. They killed a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the Jade Game. I like that. The Jade Gang. Come on, yeah. guys, they... come on, day. I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> they did have the guy with the uh, overalls and no shirt underneath. And plus Rico Suave. So. <laughs> Gotta have them, man. There's even one in Cannonball Run, I'm telling you. <laughs> There's so many similarities. <laughs> yeah, that's a staple of the uh, of the, the Jade Gang. 
So <laughs> this movie is a com- <laughs> this movie is a combination of of Cannonball Run. It's a very loose, very bad rendition of Enter the Dragon, where they go fight on an island. It's mm-hmm. like I said, Cannonball Run, and I've seen softcore porn. It's had less nudity than this one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So th- this is when they get to the daytime like battle on the beach, isn't it? Well, there's one thing we're going to talk about because you have to have one of these in every island jungle movies, and that's the the uh, the overhead swinging bridge. Yep, yeah. where, you, where you run across it and you wait till all the zombies get on there and you cut the rope and they all go falling down on the ground. But you know what? They're zombies. It, it, That's it's, true. It's weird it doesn't hurt them because earlier when you're like stabbing them and knocking them down, they're dead. But these, they fall from, I don't know, 400 feet in the air and they're fine. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is when the people are like when they're still trying to get the good people across the bridge, Cameron Mitchell's already burning part of the rope. <laughs> yeah, he's he's already got it going, and then they're like, "Wait, wait, wait!" And he's like, "Hurry up, damn it! I'm, I'm not like, waiting for you." Can you not wait five seconds? <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Nope, nope, no time. Run faster." And what Johnny was well, that's the thing about it, is run is the problem because they don't really run. They basically just walk out very casually, walking back to where the airplane <laughs> are, and they're just like. Oh look over there! There's there's a, a jade mine over there. I mean, it's just like, mm-hmm. dude, the undead are chasing you, <laughs> and they're not in any hurry. I mean, the expression is no. like, oh look, there's a plane. I wonder who has that plane. I think that's the plane so and so had. It's like, what is yeah. going on here? You should be like, I mean, get in the plane. <laughs> they, they did burn the bridge, so at least you know they were thinking that they were in the home free, but. <laughs> Still, I would be getting out of there a little faster. Sure. I don't and, have I don't have this written down, but what ended up what ended up happening to uh, Ricky or Ricky Suave, Rico Suave? Well, funny you mention that because when they say look over there, there's a there's a jade mine. Well, they're hanging out in the jade mine, and then they pop out. Adolf Hitler and Rico Suave, they come up to gunpoint with the group all standing there, and they're going to start shooting Mrs. Roper and everybody standing there, and they get killed by Wolf Wolf Samurai Cop. He comes up behind them and slashes them. That's right. Then they yeah. all turn and go the other direction, and a couple of them stay there and fight. But the other ones run. My favorite line in the whole movie is they, they start running back the other direction, and they see the undead coming, and you get this line. Holy shit, not again. <laughs> not again. <laughs> they, say it, they say it like it's like a minor inconvenience. Yeah, I know. Oh, so no, but, but but Hitler Hitler at this point escapes into the plane right because he's trying to like yeah, yeah. Take, yeah. take off yeah he's trying to crank it up and it sounds like the beginning of Hot for Teacher this is great we got undead ninjas at this point too that all of a sudden show up and they're they're throwing ninja stars at them and stuff and they have the face masks and everything sure I know yeah can't leave them out man that was a hot topic in the day yeah. Definitely. Somehow the ninjas just fit in. Well, I love the fact that during the movie, about halfway through, you got Adolf Hitler sitting there in the in his plane, and he's flying, and he's looking at a cover, a copy of Black Belt magazine. So, I mean, that just shows you how much they were really pushing this martial arts thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where well, we like, like he's going to do anything. Like, <laughs> like, is he learning from that magazine? You got uh, you got dude that runs on the on the plane to try to stop Hitler taking off with the plane, and they get in a little confrontation, which is not much of a battle. And I guess he hits him in the head with a piece of jade. Adolf hits yeah. dude in the head, and he runs out and he falls out in the water. Guess what? He jumps out of the water. He jumps out. Yeah, <laughs> not smart. Like, 
Well, you would think somebody that that frequently travels to that island would know about the local piranha problem. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and there you go. It, it, you get some outtakes from either piranha or piranha too. I mean, it's pretty much that blatant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they, that was a, like they swarmed on him quick. Like he was in the water, yeah. and two seconds later, he was just liquid. I was like, you those, know, are, those are super proud of. Which brings up another point, too, is why would that one body be way out there in the ocean earlier yeah. when, they, when they're floating up? Because that thing, there's no way it would have lasted. It was lasted. barely eaten. Yeah. So. <laughs> I did like the effects the effects of Hitler getting eaten though cuz like I, I didn't know what they were going for cuz like part of his face almost looked like it was like Freddy Kruegerish like burned a little bit. <laughs> and, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, they probably it looked, looked cool good until he got in the water and then the water messed it all up, you know. That's <laughs> true. Well, does, is 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 he the one that's that's yelling they're eating me like No, I think that was uh I think that was Ginger Lynn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Um, I, I love the piranha scene, uh, but uh, I do like the dock fight right after this too. <laughs> it's like a scene out of uh, what was the what's the video game where you pick up the barrels and you hit the other guy in the head with them? <laughs> Double dragon. Double dragon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I did get kind of worried for a second because there was that there was a scene where Chin gets thrown into the water and you see the piranha yeah. swimming real fast, but right. now he he gets away thankfully because he's one of the more likable characters in the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude grabs him by the That's shirt and just pulls him back out of the water. Yeah. Because he's that. Did fast. you notice? Did you notice that whenever the undead people were being thrown in the water, they were like just like half-assedly just like wading back to the dock? <laughs> they were, yeah. There was no hustle or anything. Well, they don't I care. Don't. You know, they don't care if they get a nibble or two off of them because you know mm-hmm. supposedly they don't feel it. They can only feel it when you like hit them in the head with a stick or something. I don't know. Right. Right. We're not talking about consistency here at all. No. <laughs> feel, whenever, whenever a cookie was shooting them with that like machine gun, they didn't feel it either. I said we, you know, we get a bit of more not incredible fight scenes here as they're trying to get on the plane, and then they're all on the plane and they're trying to fly away, and and Cameron Mitchell's going, "We got to get it up. Come on, we got to <laughs> get it up." And I'm like, "Are you talking about the plane, or what are we doing here?" <laughs> Yeah, he well, he's kind of growing fond of uh, Mrs. Yeah. Roper at that point in the movie, which is funny because at that point in the movie, I would be completely done with her. Yeah, <laughs> and before they took off, didn't they didn't they throw a stick of dynamite out to uh, to keep the the horde of the undead from coming at him? Sure. But then somehow the the one stick of dynamite made like eight explosions, and they were all <laughs> separate spots of the beach. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there was one stick of dynamite that he threw into the crowd as they were taken off. And then it made like eight different explosions in different locations. But you got to remember, this is this is Chinese dynamite. It's a lot more powerful. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know what, though? I did like though this the scene because like the undead people are just kind of standing there getting blown up, but the monks are yeah. like running like hell down the dock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it was great. No, I'm not complaining that there was eight explosions. It just didn't make sense. There was only one stick of dynamite. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And they had like he pulled that stick of dynamite out of like a bag on the on the plane. You think they would use more than that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Anyways, everybody's happy. They're all on the plane. They're taking off. And like I said, uh, Ginger Lynn's not even upset anymore about Lloyd dying because she's got uh, Mike Spitz now, and everybody's happy. And yep. then as they're flying off, you see the words that forever makes you shake your head. To be continued. 
Yeah. You know what though? I get to, I get to live out the rest of my life knowing that we won't get a sequel to this. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Oh. I mean, you never know, right? Yeah, I mean, they did. Uh, it was a James Best did that uh, Return of the Killer Shrews a couple years ago. That was just right. awful. Oh, Samurai right. Cop too. Samurai Cop yep. too. You know, they waited a long time for that one too. Well, and I, I think it's funny that the people all made off with this basically stolen jade, and they were all going to become rich from it. <laughs> so I, I like to imagine that the sequel was that then they became somehow, you know, criminals, and they were involved in a similar scam, and then people had to take them down. What if well, they, they, just... they get held. They get held up by international customs with all that jade. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mrs. Roper's going to jail anyways, or somebody's going to jail for all these people that burned up on this boat. I mean, that's just going to happen. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Uh, It was in international waters. Nobody will know. (laughs) That's the the second part. How does one boat like that have just one life raft? Right. Well, because they they bring it up because the sheet was so cheap. Because remember, they even even try to get the hose out and spray the the fire down, and they're like... Yeah, and there was no water. Yeah, turn it on. (laughs) That's why I don't... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She would be the person to leave on the boat. <laughs> yeah, for Part sure. Part two is where they go and they, they trade the jade, they get a bunch of money, and then they start using the island and using the monks for their own business, but they go out and actually tow that other boat back to the island. That way nobody ever find it. Bang! I've got it figured <laughs> out. Britain. And, and Shin gets to open his Chinese restaurant. Yes. <laughs> well, he's got he's got a love interest now. They, they let him bring one of the slave girls home. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Plus he's got money now. He's got an established business. Heck yeah. He's a martial he arts expert. He just—I mean—he can go around and brag, man. Hey, I killed a bunch of zombie kung fu cannibals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Be like, prove I didn't. Right? What if it was the the kung fu monk cannibals? That'd make a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the 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 actual uh, the cannibals aren't the ones performing any kind of martial arts. Right. Yeah. Well, that, no, that wouldn't make sense either because that'd be yeah. Kung Fu Monks, which would be even a cooler movie, I think. What about Raw Force, though? Like, that's kind of a, I, that, that title kind of suits it. I mean, just because everybody in this is supposed to be so, so, so brutal. <laughs> Everybody's supposed to be so hardcore in this. Yeah. yeah. Raw Force. I don't know what that title is supposed to mean. It's yeah. more, it's like one of those generic 80s action titles. It's like a diet. Like yeah, a yeah. diet. <laughs> <laughs> on the raw force diet Absolutely. it's nothing it's nothing but like milk of magnesia and grains yeah <laughs> uh, I have a diet of only dawn liquid soap <laughs> <laughs> oh man this movie yeah. honestly this movie had a 5.6 on IMDB which is I mean that's a pretty good score for a movie yeah Crazy. but I did see that it also just got a special edition blu-ray release too from vinegar syndrome Oh really? Yeah, so I, I, I wonder what features. That's what I'm, I really want to see if there's any like featurettes or any of that stuff. You know, this is def- definitely a what, uh, definitely what were they thinking moment? Vinegar syndrome making a Blu-ray of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm sure they've done worse before. Oh, they have for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is like, this is this is this is even close to some of the worst stuff that's been put out by like Arrow and Vinegar Syndrome, <laughs> just as far as content goes. Man, sure. Like so one of those companies just put out Horror House on Highway Five. I, I think it was may have been Arrow, and I'm like, why would they put that piece of crap out? Yeah. <laughs> they're just whatever they can grab now. I guess is just kind of what they're cranking out. But hey, we're getting off the subject. <laughs> we need to jump back into. Yeah, that's okay. Can Kung Fu Monk. Cannibals. Yes. So, do you guys get any what were they thinking moments? 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a couple. <laughs> um, I have, I have one. It was, it was kind of a moment where it threw me off, and then was later explained. But um, we have the the guy Lloyd, and he's so eager to get away from his wife on the island to go to the horror house. Uh, the, it, I didn't feel like I understood fully what was going on, and he was so desperate to get Mike to leave with him to go back to the boat to go lie down. And I was like, wait a minute, is this guy trying to get Mike alone for some reason? Yeah, could be. That was weird. And, uh, and and I was like, wait, what are they doing here with this? But then, you know, then they explained it away to go to the whorehouse, which made a little more sense. But that was a little bit of a what were they thinking. Sure. I do like how his wife is was uh, just so beautiful. And these women he ends up with were just like, yeah. <laughs> Right, because that that was one of mine. Was like, what were they thinking, giving Lloyd such a hot wife? That of him of all dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was he doing, cheating on her? Crazy. Maybe she was a prude. Oh man, this whole movie is just a what were they thinking, man? I I know exactly what they were thinking. They were thinking, well, people like zombies, people like kung fu. Let's make a yeah, movie. Right? That's people pretty much like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um. Them making every character pretty much a caricature of a real human was funny to me. I just it was like, is one of these people realistic in, in the slightest? Because it's <laughs> oh, like every single person was like a stereotype or, yeah, I don't know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Besides the cannibalistic monks, I don't know about that one. Yep. <laughs> pretty, pretty much hit them all, man. It's- I, I was thinking, what are they doing raising the uh, worst fighters from the dead to come and protect the island? Because like we were talking about how bad their fighting was, like they couldn't have found better dead guys to raise right. from the dead. I guess maybe they don't get to pick and choose, just like a crapshoot. Well, they just that, keep that would suck, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so our our strength is in numbers, guys. We just need to get a lot of them. I like that they yeah, they're bringing back the disgraced and the ones who like weren't that great when they were alive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, they forgot they forgot to bring out that point. Yeah, these are the not so great. The guys that came to this island. Mm-hmm. Oh, they even God. tell them that when they're when they're resurrecting them. <laughs> you have better powers than you did. Any uh, good lessons from bad movie? Uh, I have a couple of things I learned from this movie. Um, I learned that I need to wear more Hawaiian shirts with the top open to show off my chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> because um, what was uh, the... The Camille Keaton, because uh, she was turned on by that guy too. So, oh yeah, that's always good. And uh, I also learned that if I'm going to be a karate master, I should be able to defeat a uh, Mexican wearing a Nazi helmet in less than 150 punches. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he had, he had the upper hand. He had the upper hand on that dude, and then the dude turns around, and slams his head through a window. <laughs> I know. It was like he hit that guy so many times, and the fight was not over. I'm like, man, you could not take that. It was, it was like, you know, Rocky and uh, and Ivan Drago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we we are comparing this movie to Rocky Four. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, more just like the the fight scene of uh, the two of the two of them just you know beating the living shit out of each other, and nobody goes down. Man. But yeah, you, you would think you should be able to beat that guy in less than 150 strikes. Oh man, <laughs> that that went on for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. I do like when he goes into the bathroom and the dude's like punching through the door like a rabid Smokey the Bear. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. And then he was all scared. He was like, "Oh no!" He punched through the door. No, I'm terrified. 
<laughs> yeah, he decimates that door. <laughs> yeah, it like exploded like when Jason comes through doors in Friday the 13th movies. Right. <laughs> <Very> true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my good lesson is uh, just that every pleasure cruise needs an amateur martial artist, you know, uh, security team. <laughs> Definitely a good idea. Well, it's like uh, uh, there were so many of them on there, and they wasn't planned. It wasn't coordinated. They have a cook. That's one. They have the the. They have Cookie. She's a black belt. They have the right. actual guys who are you know. Yeah, uh, the karate team. Yeah, the karate it's team. All there. Uh, the lesson I learned that if a girl's going to come up and a very attractive girl's going to come up and talk about her being in a centerfold, just roll with it, man. Just roll with it. <laughs> and don't make her feel bad about it, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. What stays on the pleasure cruise? What uh, happens on the pleasure cruise stays on the pleasure Absolutely. cruise. Absolutely. And if you see you know. Ginger Lynn in the '80s, and she's got an old husband, hey, just stick around because eventually he's going to die. <laughs> um, any upgrades? <laughs> like, like, hey. <laughs> I mean, uh, of course, there's going to be some, but uh... sure. Well, the one thing would be the slow mo. Just felt yeah. so completely out of place. Right. Uh, it really like took away from those parts of basically. You know, they were trying to escalate to this completely batshit uh, third act in the movie, and then I felt like that would bring it down a little bit. So, if there well, I, if there was a real upgrade, I would say that would be one thing. I feel like whatever, um, like the one thing they probably should have slowed down in this movie was the piranhas. Yeah, like <laughs> they're, they're you know, pretty fast. Yeah, but they were they were probably just padding the time out because I think this only runs like one twenty six, like what's like an hour twenty six minutes. I kind of got the feeling about that too. Is like, man, they're they're just yeah. kind of stretching this thing out because they ran out of an idea twenty minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, it covered a lot of genres. I would add more uh, more naked chick basting. That'd be yeah. <laughs> with yeah. a with a kelp broom. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a maybe even a dry rub. I think I would open the movie too with that dude doing some other kind of chant for something else. <laughs> and you will be strong, and you will be somewhat attractive, and you will ride in a boat, and you will go to an island. <laughs> you will have a brain scarecrow. <laughs> yeah. I uh. I, I would have loved way more go chin butt kicking because sure. I feel like, you know, the, the other guy's got a little bit more screen time. But I mean, when he was in there, because he, he was a likable character and stuff, uh, more Camille Keaton because, you know, yeah. why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just would like more shark facts with <laughs> Captain Cameron Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome Absolutely. to shark facts. These waters are full of them. <laughs> he should have had his own show back in the day, right? That's awesome. <laughs> That would have been brilliant. Welcome to Shark Facts. Yeah, and the, the one martial arts weapon that is kind of a staple of all these movies that was missing was nunchucks. No, no, no. Ch- doesn't Chan... He, he, uh, he had one pair there for a second, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, yeah, he drops about two guys with with a pair of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, Just, my upgrade would be more nunchucks. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. definitely. You can never have enough. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. What's funny is you could you could do the sequel and just use him and say if his name's Go Jin, you can just say it's Go Time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought you know for for this movie being what it was, it was never it never had a dull moment. The movie was like start to finish. This movie had me. I mean, that's possibly because of all the nudity and uh, sure, just how absurd everything in this movie was. Because you know. Uh, like a friend of mine, I was I was telling her that I, when I was watching this, and uh, 
she was asking me how it was. I'm like, actually, I'm really enjoying this because, you know, the third act just went way off the rails. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, just when you think it can't, like, what, from the second they get on, when they uh, sabotage the boat and start all the fires, this movie just goes into, like, high gear. Absolutely. I, I didn't dislike it, really, either. I thought it was a lot of fun. So, where does it sit on the bus, then? Johnny, where do you, you, you think, buddy? Sure, man. Uh, okay, I mean, this might be this might come as a shocker, but um, as far as things we've done on the show so far, and things that are really truly so bad they're just not entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I thought I would give this. I'd, I would give this the second seat on the bus. Good. Yeah. Like I, I, I enjoyed it. Like the movie never, like it was never a letdown or anything. Had, had everything I needed. It had, you know, just like I said, it's just completely absurd. So it's, mm-hmm. it's like you know, it just keeps going off, the, just in a different direction. Yeah. Right. So, right. so now I really enjoyed it. I mean, uh, you know, it's no, it's no battlefield Earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth for sure, man. I'm kind of sure. with you. I th- I'm actually going to put it just right in the middle there. To me, it's it's one step down for me because, I don't know, man, I grew up watching all these martial arts flicks. And even at 12 years old, if I would have seen this thing, I'd been like, this one's not very good. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I think at 12 years old, I probably would have loved this just because of all the women. Well, the, the, sure. the, it does have that going for it. So I, you kind of have to say okay for that. But I don't know. I mm-hmm. just kind of put it right in the middle for me. Paul, Paul. I think uh, I would go with Johnny that it would be about the uh, second row. All right. Um, it, it's it's got uh, you know it's it's lower quality on what the things are doing where they're showing the martial arts and stuff is not as good. But for how crazy the movie is, I felt like it was pretty competent. And even when it wasn't really being a horror movie for the first thirty eight minutes of the of the <laughs> runtime, I still was actually enjoying it and engaged. And then I was like, oh yeah, and now there's going to be people dying too. Right. So. <laughs> Well, that party goes on for so long, you kind of forget what you're watching. You're like, yeah. you do get swept up in the party. There's no denying that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I was, I was <laughs> lost in it for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, good deal. We're going to be right back after this, folks. Doms and subs, masters, mistresses and slaves, owners and pets, daddies, mommies and littles, primals and prey, switches, heathens, kinksters and deviants, welcome to Legion After Dark. Legion After Dark is a movie review podcast with a kinky twist. I'm your host, Lady M, and every episode I'll be reviewing a movie with a BDSM or kink theme. I'll also be talking about books, sex toys, bondage equipment, all the fun things that make life grand. I'll be featuring a different kink each episode, and I'll even give you a song to sing to. So join us on Legion After Dark, coming soon to Legion Podcast Network.
right, folks. We appreciate you hanging out with us again, taking another tour with us. On, the, I wish we were on the boat, but we're not on a boat. We're on a short bus. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't burn this joker down and everybody dies except us three. But uh, you know, we wouldn't do that to you. But it's been a whole lot of fun. <laughs> you know, I say, you know, take the chances. Go and watch this thing on YouTube. Have some fun with it. And again, we want to appreciate uh, Paul for coming and hanging out with us. And Paul, if you will, man, just just give us a little background on your show and tell everybody where they can find it at, man. Uh, sure. We are, uh, it's called Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. Uh, we are on the Legion Podcast Network along with this show and many other great ones. Uh, we're, uh, we're a fairly new show. We started um, in November, and I'm actually kind of new to the podcasting in general. Like, I didn't really do any shows before that, other than just a few guest spots here and there. Yeah. So, it's kind of like my rookie year of podcasting. But, uh, yeah, we're just kind of getting rolling. We just had our 10th episode. Uh, we have been kind of picking out some independent filmmakers and people involved in movies to try and interview. We got like four interviews with the fifth one on the way tomorrow, hopefully. So, well, depending on when you're listening to this, but uh, not tomorrow. <laughs> I always forget about the time traveling thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just uh, on iTunes, on Stitcher, um, you know, on the Legion podcast network. Uh, we're also on another podcasting network called the raw live and unedited podcasting network with a bunch of our friends cool. covering a bunch of cool stuff there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been fun. I just, you know, in the few months I've been associated with you guys, I know I've talked to a bunch of people like the two of you and, and other people that have shows on the network and just kind of getting, getting my sea legs here. So sure. And it's a great bunch of folks too. That's that's what I love about Legion is everybody really does support each other and back each other up. And you know, the day that you were kind of introduced, I wasn't even in podcasting at the time. I kind of stepped away, and I still felt the need to kind of reach out and say, "Hey, man, welcome to the group. Yeah, Come on yeah. in here." And you know, if you got any any you know any needs and stuff, everybody's real supportive. Right, so it's a, it's right. a great group, man, and uh, just awesome to have you. I'm enjoying the show too, man. Oh, thank you. You, you yeah, and Marco, I've, I think do do an excellent job, and I even asked you about the the whole you know interviewing folks stuff because I haven't really got there right. yet and thought about it. But uh, yeah, yeah, and that was one of those things that just kind of came out of nowhere to us. And uh, I told the story on on our show and on other shows, but um, somebody sent one of our shows to a guy that made a movie, and then the guy reached out to us and said, "Hey, I, I like." you know what you were saying about my movie and if you want i'll come on your show sometime awesome. and i was like wow it's that it's that easy so i just started kind of asking people on facebook and instagram and twitter and whatever if they want to come on the show and some people say yes some say no it's kind of uh you know just you gotta you gotta swing at some pitches right yeah we, we so. kind of did that with tommy lee wallace and i don't know if we pissed him off or what but <laughs> we did that on hell ming and and uh sure sure uh, he'll probably never come on now so <laughs> right but yeah, we we mostly just cover horror movies and and kind of action exploitation a little bit. But oh, yeah. uh, we try and we try and kind of stay in the more modern stuff. We'll cover some classics too. It just kind of depends on who the guests are, or yeah. uh, you know. And since only two of us, we're trying to do a lot of guest work and stuff now that we have gotten to ten episodes and and we feel like we kind of have a rhythm. So yeah, you're off to a great start, man. It's it's turning out fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And uh, but yeah, so so what what made you think about doing a podcast? Um, just from having friends that were doing it, and I had um, I had a couple friends that were doing shows, and then a couple 
ones that I was listening to were just kind of, you know, local shows. Uh, one of the first really horror podcasts I was listening to was Exploding Heads. Oh, yeah. Which, I, which ironically, um, I happen to live in the same city as Dave Z, so that kind of made me feel even more connected to yeah. a show I was listening to and be like, oh, wow, these are just like regular people talking to each other on the phone and i kind of you know was inspired by that i guess and talking to other people about doing it and awesome everyone's always really supportive and just kind of gives you the push so cool uh so yeah it was just kind of one of those things something to try it out and see how it went and it's been going good so far so awesome yeah well you're in the right group man so yeah just keep it going great all right thank you very much dude and we need to have you on again absolutely oh definitely yeah, yeah. This is a lot of fun. I will, I will definitely come back anytime. So yeah, Johnny here is yeah. one of the reasons I got into podcasting. Believe it or not. So right, right. <laughs> yeah, so, you're, Johnny's like you're like an old veteran, right? You've been doing it for a while. <laughs> uh, I I've been podcasting since 2008. Yeah. Well, so, ten years. I didn't I didn't put that together. Well, yeah, <laughs> so right, right. Now. But what's cool, though, is he's going to rise from the grave, and he's going to be stronger, <laughs> and he's going to be able to kick and podcast stronger than anyone else. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why it's cool. That's, it's cool having people like you on the show because, like, a lot of these movies I've never seen. I mean, right. I've seen a lot of really bad movies and a lot of the stuff that's considered just horrible, but, like, I've never seen this. This movie was, no. a, like, a, a gem for me. Right. Sure. I, yeah. I, I didn't see this either. I was just kind of poking around for, uh, you know, bad lists of bad horror movies and looking for stuff that was maybe not the usual stuff that people always pick. Like, uh, I can't even think of one off the top of my head, but there's, you know, the usual bad horror movies people always kind of go to to make fun of right and so i like to try and find weird stuff that uh is maybe a little lesser known so absolutely and then when i saw it had cameron mitchell in it i was like oh i gotta see it now because (laughs) i I told richard schmidt that i would see more cameron mitchell uh more cameron mitchell movies oh it's a tongue twister <laughs> he, he, if you guys haven't seen it, one of the movies I actually was going to do for the show eventually that I was going to suggest to Ricky is a movie called uh, Oh, what the hell is it called? Is it a cam- another Cameron Mitchell movie. Oh, The Demon. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I haven't yeah. seen that. Um, that movie is another one that's kind of all over the place. But there's yeah. he's, he plays like he plays like a psychic, almost like medium type dude. And there's a part where he go, he's trying to find this rich family's missing daughter, and he's when they walk into her bedroom and he's in there, he's right. like. Tearing apart her pillows and like walking around on all fours like a dog. It is wild, man. It is, it is so crazy. Uh, yeah, we'll have to check that out for sure. Right. Yeah. I'm all in on that one. It is something else. Uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, I want to say that movie is streaming on YouTube also. Awesome. Um, so nice. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's one voice. of those movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's one of those movies that you'll watch it. And kind of like this one, I think actually less like this one. I think The Demon is much more uh, convoluted and hard to follow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And the in the third act of the movie is uh, a serial killer chasing a woman around her house while she's naked. <laughs> so there's that. All nice. right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sold. All right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was going to say it's great having you on, man. Thanks for coming on. Oh, I appreciate it.
Anytime. Yeah, and don't forget, hey, all of these shows are out there. Go out there and listen to them. If you're listening on on iTunes or whatever you listen to, try to give us a rating, man. Give us give us some good feedback. That way, uh, more people notices the show. So not only for short sure, bus, sure. but also for who will survive for all the Legion shows. You know, just spread the love yeah, because yeah. we're doing this because we just love doing it. That's the main reason why. So it's fun to get sure. together and talk about these. But if we don't have listeners, then what's the point, right? So, right. Uh, so yeah, just uh, everybody take it easy. Paul, appreciate you coming on, buddy. All right, thank you. Johnny, you got anything to say? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Like, sorry. Like, I'm like, I'm trying to like. Uh, I'm the. I'm, I'm an old man. And I'm usually like in bed like pretty soon. So I'm like, I'm trying not to like fade out. Like, I'm, I'm listening and everything, but I'm trying to like. Be attentive, but my my responses aren't as great right now. <laughs> we'll we'll just we'll just fade out together, folks. Till next time, we will see you later on. Sayonara. See ya. See ya.